Hey, what the fuck is up? Sorry, I'm feeling a little manic today. All right, let me um, let me recalibrate. Wu Tang, Wu Tang. All right, we got a uh, a pretty good show lined up today. Um, a lot of stuff happened in the sports world, so it's not just all football today. There's still a lot of football, but you know we got some basketball, some MLB, all that kind of shit lined up for you. And uh, yeah, we didn't get to the Jersey War today um, because, like I said, there was just a lot happening. So we're gonna get to that on Sunday's show, I promise, as you'll hear us talk about in this week in uh, today's episode. But uh, yeah, pretty much. Actually, uh, before we start here. I just want to, you know, take a second and thank everybody for listening. The support has been pretty overwhelming. I, I didn't expect it to be like this right out of the gate. And I, I think I can speak for my cohorts when I say they didn't expect it either. So we appreciate everyone listening. And um, yeah, thanks for your support. All right. That's enough sentimental, emotional shit. Let's start the show. Alright, welcome to this week's episode of Stone Sports. I am your host, Bert, aka Bert Spacklin MD. With me I have my co-host Double. Say what up, Dubs. The fuck is up? And my other co-host, Meech. Say what up, Meech. What up? One of these days I promise I'll stop referring to you as the other co-host. It just happens in my brain. I don't mean the other other co-host. That's how I think of him anyway, so. Hey, hey, we're not dragging him this week. It's not happening. All right. right, So normally I'd probably have some bullshit, you know, nonsense food related question for you to open the show. But there's a lot to talk about today. So let's just uh, get to the sports. And um, at the top of the docket, as they say, we've got a bunch of MLB news. So, um, Meech, why don't you uh, update us on what's been happening in the MLB? Yeah, Kim Ng was hired uh, as the first female GM of any of the major four sports uh, by the Marlins. Um, she previously worked as assistant GM for the Dodgers and Yankees for about 10 years. Actually, for about 15 years, because she was with the Dodgers for like nine years. Um, and uh, she was assistant GM with both those teams. So she will now be the GM of the Marlins. Which is um, dope. Yeah. No, it's a big, big barrier to be broken. Yeah, it's um, awesome. First Super GM awesome. in any of the four major sports. So pretty big deal she yeah. looks like a grade a badass she looks yeah. like she doesn't take any shit yeah and everything i've seen like on social media and everything has been praised like she's deserved this position for a while she's finally going to get her chance and the marlins are now their three highest ranking officials are Derek jeter and two women so look at the marlins being progressive yeah it's dope i was actually talking to somebody recently which i've I've probably said so many times on the show but i was actually talking to somebody recently about um you know how come professional sports aren't like you know integrated between men and women and and somebody brought up the point that like probably the easiest way to break through that barrier would be to have a woman run a team first and then like the rest of the bricks will kind of fall you know, so like that's just super dope. I think to see that it's like hell yeah, like we're moving in the right direction, dude. Talk about someone we're moving in the wrong direction. <laughs> Robinson Cano, my boy, your boy, Birdie. <laughs> all Matt right, Robinson all right, Cano. all right. Here we go. I knew it was gonna happen eventually. Look, I don't have. I mean, 
what, what, what am I supposed to say? I don't know, yeah, but he's know. a dumbass because he yeah. got suspended 50 games with the, the Mariners. And 80. now a full season. Wasn't it 80? Uh, it was 80. It was 80. Oh, was that? oh yeah, because yeah. 80, 160. That's yeah. right. That's right, the, the upped ones. Yeah. So, I mean, this guy's lost out on probably like 40 to $45 million just on PED suspensions, suspensions after he already got paid. He's on right. that massive contract already. Yeah. What is he doing? I, I, I don't know, dude. And, like, it's so funny because – when you guys texted me this earlier, I was like, what? And I went and read about it. And like, at first <laughs> I got like, I mean, I don't like, what do you like? I got massively sad for like five seconds. And then I realized what was happening is like the sports gods had giveth. And now they were, you know, take a thing away. They gave me sports the number one it. overall pick with the New York Rangers and Alexi Lafreniere. And now they're doing this to kind of level me out and be like, all right, bitch, don't get too excited. So, like, I don't know. Like, I don't have can too much to say. He's get, a fucking idiot. Can you, you know? ever get too excited with the Mets and the Rangers? <laughs> hey, hey, it hasn't been uh, that long since we were in a Stanley Cup. Now, yes, that Stanley Cup did go exactly like the 20, what was it, 15 World Series. But, yeah, it, no. Okay, you're right. I can't ever get too excited. Fuck you, double. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Uh, Angels also hired a GM, uh, Perry Mindian. I, I don't think I'm saying that right. I'm not going to uh, do any better. So yeah, it's uh, you know Perry. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, let's Perry. call let's call him Perry. Pa- yeah, we're going with Perry. Perry. <laughs> Perry. So he was formerly uh, a Braves assistant GM, and he was also under Anthropolis, uh, the current Braves GM. Uh, when he was back in Toronto. So he's been associated with Anthropolis for a while. Uh, he will now go to the Angels, and I believe his big thing is scouting and player development. So that should be good to restock one of the worst farm systems in the majors the last few years. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a good move. The only other thing is, uh, did you have anything on that, Dubs? No, I was going to move on to the Jets. Or not the Jets. Huh? They suck too. <laughs> but the Mets potentially <sighs> hiring a GM and that is Mike Chernoff, the yeah. current GM of the Indians. Yeah. That's, that's supposedly the favorite, you know, like yesterday I was like hanging out with my pops and we were just watching, you know, ESPN and shit. And you see the ticker. It's like, you know, Epstein steps down or whatever. My dad's like, well, maybe they'll interview him. I was like, no way, dude. And yeah, then like nah. today an article comes out that says like, he literally went on record and said, I have no interest in going to the Mets. Yeah. So, he you said know. he had no interest in the Mets and none in the Phillies. And apparently reports of friends close to him say that he wants to go up a notch and yeah. work from owning a team, which would be. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much money the guy's made. How I'm here much for of an it. Stake he has, but yeah, he won me two championships. I'm yeah. here for it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. Guy. Go get the bag, bro. Go get the yeah, bag. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, turnoff's definitely the favorite. So we'll see what happens. Well, it definitely wouldn't be Epstein because he would be. T- under sandy alderson because right. he's the president of baseball ops and yeah. that's been epstein's position with both the red Sox and the cubs yeah. so theo doesn't do that theo's um, his own boss he doesn't do yeah that. right yeah right. <laughs> exactly yeah, he decides who does what uh yeah. but he does resign after nine years with the cubs uh he ended an 80 year old world series drought for the red Sox back in 2004 86 and years yeah, I mean, huge, huge drill for you guys, and then you fired him shortly thereafter. So, no, uh, 
108 year drought with the World Cubs, with the World Cubs, with the uh, World Series drought with the Cubs. So he's ended two major streaks for World Series drought. He's the best. (laughs) (laughs) And you can say you didn't, but I mean, I believe him and Tito got escorted out after the the chicken incident. No, 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 no. I've seen (laughs) that way before that. Oh, okay. I've seen left okay. in 09, I want to say, or 2011, one or the other. But no, Epstein was 09, Francona was 11. Epstein right. left on his own accord. Shortly, shortly thereafter. Yeah, that's not too long. But, yeah. Oh, but, but we didn't even have the chicken people then. <laughs> but just be- just mm. back it. Lackey too, right? I don't know. Don't. My time frame's all messed up. Me that. too. I'm man. not a Red Sox historian. For exactly. Don't soil John Lackey's name. Good guy. <laughs> and I'm getting and I'm getting old, so like time in general is like harder to perceive. Yeah. Anyway, that about sums it up for the the Major League Baseball Association. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the made the baseball is Meech would affectionately call it the MLBA. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So let's let's move on to the um, the uh, football section of the show, and I guess we'll start by uh, talking about the Monday night game. Which, full disclosure, I didn't watch. So uh, why don't you uh, let me know what happened, boys? Nisha starts off since you had the right pick and you've been rubbing it in my face all fucking day. <laughs> okay, that's both because of us just went out on a limb and picked a team. Okay, but that's because. Uh, you made a statement to me off air that you were killing me in picks, and then we added up the math and realized that we were even for picks. So yeah, you're out here calling oh, for a recount even. on my yeah. ass. Yeah, sure <laughs> as fuck was. Anyway, being right, my Vikings did win. Uh, not my. If I had yeah, I was gonna say, wait, Vikings. you're a Vikings fan? Yeah, the Vikes. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, no, but they uh, they they did what I thought they would do. They did you know, why I picked them, which is basically ride Dalvin Cook. I mean, Kirk Cousins had had some big throws as well, but they, they ran a ton, and that that opens up everything um, for this offense is the run game. That's exactly what they did. They stuck to the script, and they won their fourth straight. So, I mean, they, they, they've definitely turned it around, ironically, after getting rid of some acquisitions that they got. So Yannick Ngakwe gone, and then they start winning. So it's kind of shocking, but – four straight they have they have a formula and they stick to that formula and that's what ended up beating the bears whose defense looked good yeah Um, i mean cook had 30 carries and only 96 yards so if you see dalvin cook with 30 carries you're gonna assume he had a little more than 100 yards but the bears kept him in check a little bit kirk cousins got his first monday night football win i told you when i picked the bears i don't want to bet on kirk cousins in prime time he finally got one one in nine on monday (laughs) Justin Jefferson had eight catches for 135. He's looked like the best rookie receiver this year. He is seventh in yards in the NFL. Yeah, that's a guy you pass up, Eagles. Good job. Good job for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you said before, Cook's, Kirk's numbers weren't amazing, but the Bears defense did a really good job of holding him in check, so they weren't giving up huge runs that he usually gets. He usually breaks a couple, and that that's what ends up in that huge yardage count for him, they were actually keeping him pretty locked down, but they still were just pounding their head against the wall, running the ball. And it still opened up their offense. So even though he didn't have, you know, huge numbers, he did have a huge impact. That bears offense though, for hiring an offensive genius. I don't know, man. Nagy just doesn't seem, he doesn't seem like it. Yeah. I I would agree with that. All right. So, Uh, well, yeah. Oh, you got something else to say double? 
No, I was gonna step on your toes and bring us into the next game, but I'll let you do that. <laughs> I I figure I checked the notes, Birdie. Uh huh. Okay. Can do it. Uh, oh, okay. I have your permission. Yeah. All right. Thanks, boss. All right. So let's <laughs> move to the uh, the the preview section of the uh, the show. The, the preview, as we called preview. it. Preview. <laughs> no, we're not doing pre- this again. Preview. We're not doing this preview. again, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. So first game on the list is um, Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. So uh, who are we taking, Dubs? Uh, I got Pittsburgh. They're nine and zero on this season. Jacksonville is one and eight. They've lost eight straight games. Uh, Pittsburgh has three players combining for 22 sacks. That is Watt, Dupree, and Stefan Tuitt. They've only allowed 19 points per game, and I just don't think Jake Luton is going to propel the Jags past that defense. So give me Pittsburgh. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We're going to take Meech to the mental ward. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Minshew out again this week. and like you said, the Steelers just are dominating 9-0. and That defense looks great. And as we talked about last week, I think the offense is starting to come around kind of mesh together. Yeah, did you see that um, the stat that they have as many wins as as your division, Meech? Did you see that? They, I think yeah, they're like one win short. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. pretty fucking crazy, man. Yeah. That's pretty Tough crazy. Tough for the NFC least. <laughs> Uh, Mr. AFC least over there. I don't know if you can talk too much, but <laughs> all right, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, Detroit, Carolina. Who are we taking, Meach? Yeah, Lions, Panthers. CMC's out again um, this week, so we'll see if Mike Davis goes back to his usage rates before. Maybe see if they use Curtis Samuel in the run game again. Um, but CSC CMC is out again. Um, Bridgewater uh, listed as day to day, but uh, believed to avoid a major knee injury. I don't know where to go with this one, man. I, I don't want to <laughs> say Panthers because they just have looked like a, a well-coached team and they don't make a ton of mistakes. Yeah. But something's telling me the Lions are going to win this week, Ben, so I got to take the Lions. Interesting. Uh, Interesting. I'm going to double down on that one with you, Meech. I'm taking the Lions as well. They've won three of their last five. Carolina's lost their last five. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is questionable. Uh, probably not going to play from what I'm reading. So it's either going to be Will Greer or PJ Walker down there in Carolina taking on Detroit. Either way, it's still not going to, it's still a pretty favorable matchup if you look at it because Detroit is allowing 360 yards a game. It might be 310. Can't read the writing. Correct me if I'm wrong, but 360 is what I'm going with, Alex. <laughs> RIP. What is 360 would be the, the correct way to yeah. phrase it. What is 360? RIP, Alex. <laughs> R.I.P. Alex. All right, so uh, next we have uh, New England and Houston Texans. Who are we taking double? Is this a question? We're going to take the <laughs> New England Patriots. We absolutely own the Houston Texans. Anytime we play them, we make them our bitch. They finally got rid of uh, little fucking Billy O. Stooge down there, Billy O'Brien. Finally, he's out, and they haven't even rebound after that. Damian Harris has three 100-yard games. He's rejuvenated this New England run game. We saw it against the Ravens last week. Houston is, let me check the stats here. Houston allowed 200 yards rushing last week to Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb in a loss to the Browns. They're 26th against the pass, and I think the the Pats are going to run all over them, and they won't even need to pass. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Pats are going to win. They beat them normally, even when the Texans are good, and they're definitely not that this year. You know, the Patriots aren't good, but they're they're going to get they're going to hey. get a couple games here. I think we're turning uh, it back around. Back. We if we yeah. get, if we uh, only lose like one more game, who knows? Might slip in the playoffs. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. That's usually the barometer after beating the Jets that gives teams confidence. No, sir, we just beat the Ravens. I'm riding the high <laughs> off. You did beat the Ravens. Yeah. About that. Yeah, we looked past the Jets and still beat their sorry ass. <laughs> yeah, oh, still beat them. Yeah, that should have people penciled you in for a fucking win against that. Then they made and it. And we close. got the win. Yeah, I know, but barely. Big kick Nick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Pats are gonna win that one, man. All right, all right. So now we've got uh Oh yeah. I did have uh Texans did announce that Jack Easterby would not be their GM for the next season. He's their president. Um they announced that he will not be the GM. So they're looking at a new GM and a new coach, probably. Uh they did say that they were looking at Romeo Cornell, but he's Oof. already been a coach once, and I don't think that's a great move. You know, you gotta restart, I think. Still won't have a new QB though. Poor Deshaun Watson. He's doomed to spend all of eternity rotting away in Houston. All right. Birdie, now we can move on. Oh, thank you, sir. I, I appreciate I appreciate the uh, the permission. All right, so next game on the list is uh Tennessee Tits, the Tennessee Titans and Baltimore Ravens. Uh who are we taking dubs? Baltimore Ravens. I'm taking them, even though they got ravaged last week by my New England Patriots. Uh, Ravens have the are number one in points allowed, forced fumbles, and fumble recoveries. Uh, Tennessee, they are coming off some extra rest. The, I think the only way that they even stay in this game is running it through Derrick Henry. Like I just said, I rattled off some stats there for Baltimore. Those stats I said are going to be a good counter to the Derrick Henry run game. And on the defensive side of the ball, Tennessee has absolutely no pass rush, and that's not what you need to beat Lamar Jackson. you got to keep him on his toes. If he has time back there, he's going to be able to run, pass, do his thing. I got Baltimore. Michla? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm splitting it again with you. Ravens look to to be finally come out of that funk against the titans i thought the titans were a better team than they really were i don't think they're gonna get past the ravens this week yeah all right moving on moving on uh we've got uh the eags versus the browns uh who we taking meach okay yeah i think the uh the browns should win this uh, i mean i want to take my eagles so badly i just don't think they're gonna pull it out but of course the, you know the one week i don't choose them they're going to uh, win but I really do think the Browns will continue their streak. They'll they'll continue on with a win here. Eagles just look bad. They can't convert on third downs. Their offense has no rhythm. And like I said last week, man, people are talking a lot of crap about Carson Wentz, but his receivers have to catch the ball, dude. Like, right, right. You know, those third down conversions, they look a lot better if, you know, they catch the ball and can move on to a new set of downs. And right. that's just killing this offense. So I think the Browns are going to win this one um, as much as I hope against that. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you on that one, Meech. I think your Philadelphia Eagles are going to do their best Odell Beckham Jr. impression and get browned all over by the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) They're going to take a fat dump all over the Eagles' chest. The running game is going to have absolutely no competition. The Eagles are allowing 133 rushing yards a game. Cleveland has the third most runs called per game and Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for over 200 yards last week. I think there's absolutely no chance you guys get this win on the road. 
Yeah, they look good. That run attack is dangerous when you have both of them together. And uh, like you stated last week, our Gallman, Wayne Gallman ran all over us. I can only imagine what this rush attack is going to do to us, man. Give me the steamers. I like that. I'm going to call them that from now on. All right, moving on, we got uh, ATL and, and NOLA. Who are we taking, Dubs? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Saints, despite no Drew Brees and Jameis Winston. They may have a blind person playing quarterback. He got LASIK, but we don't even know if it worked yet. <laughs> Went through for 67 yards last week. But Kamara is already over 1,000 yards combined through receiving and rushing. He's got more receiving yards this year than he does on the ground. Atlanta's allowing 310 passing yards a game, so Winston has a porous secondary to work with. And Atlanta's coming off the bye last week, but I don't think it's really going to matter. I still got the Saints. So you don't think that the the Drew Brees injury at all is going to affect? I mean, I mean, speaking of that injury, is fucking brutal, dude. Yeah, collapsed lung, some oh broken ribs, and then when I googled the injury, the first tweet I saw was uh, Drew Brees unsure if he'll play this week. I was like, I can. I can fucking tell you he's not. He's yeah. got a collapsed lung. And isn't, like, a broken rib, it's, like, on each side, too, right? Like, it's not just on, yeah, like, one side. Yeah, he's got, like, two on the left and three on the right or some shit. Well, like I mean, as Burt Spacklin, MD, I can tell you that a broken rib is actually not as bad as you'd think. Like, it, it, it doesn't take, like, yeah. as long to heal the as you kicker, would think it does, you know? The kicker in that injury report was the collapsed lung, I think. Yeah, that shit is – that's crazy. I've never had that happen. I know people that it has happened to, and they said it fucking sucks. Like, Yeah, I mean, plus it's a difference being, you know, uh, a civilian with a broken rib yeah. and, uh, you know, getting hit by 300-pound linemen running at you. So it's – it's a pretty serious injury for for a quarterback. Um, he, yeah, you know he said he'd be out for a couple of weeks. I think um, Peyton's vague about who's starting, but I think it's gonna be. You know, I think we all know it's gonna be Winston. As, yeah, that's who came it's gotta be. Week. We might see more. I'm sure Hill will get in there for a few passes, but I don't. I'm pretty certain Jameis Winston is gonna start. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it last week. We might see more of the 21 million dollar man. That's that's Taysom Hill's contract uh 16 <laughs> guaranteed 21 mil overall so we might see him for maybe like 10 snaps this game instead of you know eight but uh but yeah no i thought james winston is going to be starting and uh i'm going to take the saints here too the falcons have won three of their last four games but the saints are, are one of those teams that's actually pretty solid Mitch, we disagreed on a lot of things last week. We have agreed on all six picks thus far. I was seven about to if say you that. want to include the Cardinals from last week. Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Y'all are like, this is not going to mess up the uh, pecking order of, of picks. Really. I mean, suicide hotline, like, call it if you need it. But I might kill myself if we get all those wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, part of the thing, oh this slate God. of NFL games is not overly impressive. I mean, I think some of these matchups are just bad. Um, I mean, we might we might be, you know, different on the next one. Uh, you want to talk about who you have for the Bengals, the uh, WFC, Washington Football Club? Yeah, the Washington Football Team. Yeah, I've got my guy, Joe Burrow. I've got a hoodie of Joe Burrow smoking the cigar <laughs> after the national championship. <laughs> Burrow's my fucking dude. He's ninth in the league in passing this year with just under 2,500 yards. The Washington Football Club are averaging two turnovers a game, and Cincinnati is allowing 265 passing yards per game, which is 28th in the league. 
someone to bet Washington Football Club thinks they can air it out, and they really can't, and they're going to give yeah. up a lot of turnovers. However, the one thing I am scared about in taking the Bengals is that Washington has 28 sacks, which ranks in the top five in the league. Really? Yeah, I mean, that's I'm crazy. taking the Bengals as well, but yeah, that's the one part of the Washington Football Club that is formidable. Um, I mean, that, and it's been good, but then they drafted Chase Young. He's helped. So they, and Matt Ioannidis is was led their team in sacks last year, and he hasn't even played the season. Yeah, no, that that's that's been a strength of the Washington Football Team for a club. while now. Yeah, club, um, please, club, please. <laughs> I've called him club every other time, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely a strength and it's definitely a weakness, weakness of the Bengals. Um, had a seizure there. Sorry. Just, that's um, all right, man. Your speech. No, he's just yeah, high, man. Joey, Don't drag him. <laughs> oh yeah. Everyone but, yeah Joey Bats is, is going to be back with a vengeance next week after facing a tough defense um, last week against the Steelers. I mean, he's going to go to town on this and let's hope so. Cause he's my fantasy quarterback. So let's go ride him. Down. Down. Go to town. All right, we're moving past this because this is getting weird. Uh, so next game is uh, the Jets and the Chargers. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, the New York Jets are an absolute fucking dumpster fire. There, there's a clip at the end of the first couple shows <laughs> that sums up the New York Jets. If Ed Bear cannot pull this one off and beat the New York Jets at home, he's not a real quarterback. He never fucking will be. Give me the Chargers again. This is the if if you if Herbert doesn't win, fuck him. He's dead. Chargers are dead. Don't talk about my boy <laughs> like that. I mean, they might be dead anyway. We've seen what they've done in past weeks. It has not been great. But yeah, I'm picking the Chargers here too. We're just going pick <laughs> to pick here. Uh, once again, I mean, did the Chargers we just become best friends? <laughs> Wait, yep. Did, did we just become best friends? Can yep. we make punk bets? <laughs> why did you let us do that there's so much blood um, but yeah no, the, the Chargers are, are hope, hopefully win here I mean I don't know how you could lose to the Jets Chargers aren't good but the Jets are real bad I wonder if Joe Douglas is thinking about not starting Flacco just in case he looks you know decent like he has the last few weeks more like blow Douglas since he's coaching the fucking Jets well, he's not coaching, he's their GM, but he yeah. wasn't the GM that drafted this team, as we know. Just replaced, I misspoke. Yeah, they replaced their uh, GM right after the draft, because that's that's something that's done a lot. You know, you let the guy draft your whole team and then get rid of him. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Flacco is primed to start there, but we'll see. You know, he is not great. We talked about it last week. There's a reason he has gotten moved around and not started everywhere he's been. He'll have a week of decency and then a week of just trash. So we'll see what ha- what happens. But I I can't can't see the Chargers losing this. Also, did you guys see uh, Herbert and his haircut? No, he looks he looks like Garrett Gilbert. He looks like a twelve year old dude. <laughs> Hold on, like I, I gotta I gotta I gotta Google it. I, I Look have it up. To You'll Google be so it. sad. I'm, he I'm might Googling not be your boy it. anymore, Birdie. Yeah, I'm, I'm Googling it right now. Hold. It would have been really tough if you committed to being a Chargers fan last week and then this week he cut his hair because you would have been like, "Fuck, what did I do?" It was like signing yeah, on for like a thirty year mortgage. You're just like, "Actual oh, fuck. fuck is happening." Just here. signed yeah. my life away. <laughs> Philip, Air Bear haircut. Justin. Oh yeah, it's Justin. Why do I keep Oh right because of the Philip Rivers? No, maybe. no, it's a like a fucking like French king or some shit. 
Philip. <laughs> All right. I'm just showing my big brain. Check out the big brain on Bert. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Dude, you know what he looks like? He looked like I don't know if you guys had this in your high school. I know Double's high school was like pretty small, so maybe not. But I don't know about you, Meech, but he looks like the the kid who like smokes weed and like listens to fish. You know what I'm talking about? We like, had a bunch of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You are in the Northeast. True. Like there's yeah. probably mad fish heads everywhere. Yeah. yeah you know, they walk around and, and like, they say like, nar a lot. And they're like, oh, that song's so crunchy and like shit like that. That's what he fucking looks like, bro. <laughs> That's fucking God. I'm glad I, I didn't commit to chargers, but we're going to have to talk about that eventually. One of these days, like we got to figure out what team I'm going to root for now. I don't know yet. How about Miami? Uh, Two that looks pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Who are you picking in that game, Dubs? I got Miami. That's why I said you should fucking hop on the Dolphin train. They got five straight wins. They're third in <laughs> takeaways per game in the league with 1.7. Uh, however, they are only 22nd against the Rush, despite having 1.7 takeaways a game. Denver, though, Gordon Freeman and Philip Lindsay only had 11 carries last week, so they're going to have to do a little more than that if they want to utilize that Dolphins weakness and Drew Locke had four picks last week and the Dolphins Ugh. not the Dolphins excuse me Denver <laughs> has the most turnovers per game in the NFL at 2.3 Locke added to that with the four picks last week Jesus Christ yeah it's a lot yeah, it, they, they give a, the ball up more day. than Washington yeah, yeah that's they, tough to do rough day for them last week man uh and and part of the reason why he threw that many interceptions was the no run game. Man, they're playing against a pretty decent defensive front uh, with the uh, Raiders. But yeah, I got I got the Dolphins here too. I'm a big fan of two. Uh, I'm a big fan of Brian Flores. I think this team looks just so much improved. And and like I said, I mean, I think the Dolphins have found their coach going forward. The D looks improved. They look like they play hard. And to, uh, you know, that that appears to be the right switch, um, you know, the future of the franchise, get him some reps this year and seriously compete next year. All right. All right. So uh, moving on once again, we've got to <clears throat> excuse me. I, I don't know what happened there. Um, I sounded First like Jeff Goldblum when I said that. I, I said, First got cum in his throat. <laughs> maybe just guzzling some buckets. I did sound like Jeff Goldblum there for a second, though. Maybe I should work on my Jeff Goldblum impression. All right. Anyway. Next game on the list is Cowboys and Vikings. Who we taking, Meech? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going back to my boys, the Vikings. Uh, you know, they've now won four straight. Uh, you know, I think they have their formula. Andy Dalton is coming back off the COVID list, but I, I don't think that's going to matter. I think the Vikings are going to win here. I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, like I said earlier, <laughs> Justin Jefferson has been phenomenal this season for them. He's seventh in the NFL in receiving with 762 yards. Uh, Minnesota averages 102 rushing yards per game behind the NFL's leading rusher in Dalvin Cook, who's just under 1,000 right now. And Dallas allows five yards per carry and 157 rushing yards per game. So those two stats right there don't add up. And... Yeah, I mean, Dallas's whole defense is terrible. Their pass... Defense is terrible. Their their yeah. defensive front is terrible. For setting uh, the market on all those players, they fucking yeah. haven't. Uh, I haven't fucking shown up. No, no, they have not. They set the market cap on so many different players, and I think everyone. Like I was like, where do they keep finding this money in the cap? Like, wait, where? 
where do they get this cap space? Because it seemed like they set the market cap at three different positions on defense, and then they just signed Zeke and Amari too. So it's just well, like you see, they have Emperor Palpatine at the helm with his loads and loads <laughs> of oil money stashed on his yachts. So they they sort of just pull it out of their ass. But one more but stat: they, they have for... to stay within the cap, dude. It's not like not it's Jerry. not like baseball. Not Jerry. Dallas, Jesus. one more stat for them. They are only uh, only averaging 10 points per game since losing Dak. Shout out my boy Garrett Gilbert. <laughs> so Green Bay, Indianapolis, who are we taking, Meech? Uh, this is a tough one, man. I, this is one, I, you know, we're doing our picks, and I was writing them down, and I wrote Packers, and then I was like, I, I honestly think the Colts are going to win this. So I switched it halfway through writing it down. At first, I was going to pick the Packers, but if the Colts can, you know, look like they've looked the flat fat past few weeks, um, <laughs> you know, they might get the win here because the Packers have not looked overly impressive the last few weeks. We'll see. They get Lazard back this week, so we'll see how that changes their offense. Maybe it'll make it a little bit more potent. And we'll see if they they get they'll get Williams back, I believe, from the COVID list. As Jamal Williams, their other running back, um, second to Aaron Jones, was on the COVID list last week. He didn't see action, so we'll see if if him coming back and Lazard coming back off the IR are going to make a big difference. But I I, I gotta choose the Colts here. All right, Meech, this is the first pick we're gonna differ on here. Whoa! I'm gonna go with the Packers. So this this game is gonna probably decide the week here who's got the the edge the edge yeah the edge you too go all right green bay taking the pick they since the start of 2019 they are five and one against afc opponents uh they are two and oh this season against afc opponents they just beat the jaguars and they beat the texans in week seven uh green bay is ninth in points per game or is that fourth god damn my writing (laughs) they're fourth or ninth in points per game 28.3 uh indianapolis is first in yards allowed per game but i i don't know like you said the people coming back for the packers i just feel like their offense is going to click this week and it just seems like a letdown game for the colts after they had such a comeback last week it's the titans on thursday night yeah and that's the thing i I mean we uh, this is one of those games it's hard to pick a side i i initially wrote down packers um and i just feel players coming back i just feel packers deep down in my gut yeah, and you might be right there. I, I mean, I, I wrote down the Colts because I was like, man, they burned me last week. Watch them burn me again this week. Gambling. Gambling. That's gambling. Oh. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So uh, last game on the uh, on the old football list is uh, the Chiefs oh, but... and the Raiders. So um, who we taking, Double? I uh, got Kansas City, and for no other reason other than I don't trust the Raiders in prime time against Pat Mahomes. They've been great this season. And every week they seem to click a little bit more. One more part of their team starts to come together. But I just feel like this is the week that that all comes crashing back down and the Raiders return to earth and Kansas City is the team to do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Meech said it best, like either last week or a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, the Chiefs, it's just like throwing chum in the water. The Sharks are coming. It's just a matter of when. Who are you picking, Meech? Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs here. I mean, despite the Raiders beating them earlier in the season, um, you have 11 Raiders on the COVID list, nine of them on defense. So that's not the unit you want mm-hmm. to go down on the COVID list when you're facing the Chiefs. Yeah. And uh, I, I just think it's going to be too much for them to overcome. 
Uh, the Chiefs aren't going to lose again to them. They, I think they might have overlooked them earlier in the year. They're a good team, but I think the Chiefs might have overlooked them earlier in the year. Uh, the Chiefs aren't going to lose again with that offense. And then just 11 Raiders on the COVID list, nine of which are on defense. Um, that's got to have an impact in the game. All right. So well, we went eight and eight last week on our picks, Mitch. We each had eight wins. The only game we're differing on here is the Green Bay Indianapolis game. So yeah, that's the swing game right there. And I was about to say, I think like for the first time in the years that I've known both of you, you've pretty much wholly agreed on something. It's 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 nice to see the growth. You know, it, it might be the weed, but you know, whatever it is, let's keep it up because I'm enjoying it. It's for sure the pot. I'm so high. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've made a lot of mistakes this podcast, and it's because I took a bigger hit than I usually do. And so, That's why we're stone sports. It's a title, yeah. it's a great name, and it's also an excuse. Right. Well, and it's also just the truth. I mean, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, true. I've never thought of it. It's also an excuse. If we ever make t-shirts, it should, we should put that on there or a bumper sticker or something. It's also an excuse. All right, so let's uh, the excuse. Can I talk about a high idea I had earlier? Sure, man, go for it. The floor is yours. Somehow, somehow we should make a shirt that, like, you know how, like, some, like, you look at a board and sometimes you slide, like, it'll have something on it that you can slide, and it will uncover one side of the board, like it underneath said sliding piece. It might say yes on one side and no on the other. Uh huh. Slide it back and forth, and it reveals one. Uh huh. We gotta do that on a shirt, and it's gotta say Tua through a and then it's got to say touchdown or interception that sounds way too intense <laughs> Man, I'm not gonna i think it was just my high ass explanation that was intense i think the idea is pretty simple and pretty dumb uh yeah simple sure dumb definitely definitely a dumb one but i still love you it's okay do i have your permission to move on to the nba yes Thanks, it boss. It has been decided. <laughs> All right, so a, a lot has uh, <laughs> a lot has happened in the NBA in the last like I don't know what like 24, 48 hours. So uh, yeah, I mean, I guess the first thing we should probably talk about is the uh, quote unquote Harden situation. So, what are your thoughts on it, Double? Because I have a couple thoughts on it, but I'd like to hear what you think first. Uh, first and foremost, James Harden's a piece of shit. <laughs> oh my god coming out of hot firing shots i don't like him i never had big strip club guy you can check that out there's stats on that <laughs> um, but he is just forcing his way out of houston he forced them to bring him all these contenders it got rid of all, or not contenders but pieces to be a yeah, contender to be a contender right right and they they faltered they couldn't they they looked bad against the Thunder. They right, but why do you think the they faltered? Round. Do you think that's like solely his responsibility? It was a flawed offensive system. Yeah, it's a flawed. Exactly. What it was said. a flawed offensive system, and every time, I mean, if non-basketball fan like me can look at it and be like, I don't think those two players are going to work together. It's it's why Brooklyn is going to fail when KD comes back because they have two people that need the ball in their hands for anyone to be successful. And right that was the same case with hard too many cooks in the kitchen kind of correct thing. and that's right. why when people were like oh there is a little bit of rumors this week saying that oh harder might go to the nets harder might go to the nets fucking go ahead that team will implode so fast you'd have to trade one of them by the deadline yeah i saw um a thing that was i can't remember who wrote the article so i would give you a shout out but i can't remember your name sorry um but somebody was saying like maybe he'll go to the the sixers and i was like yeah but they'd have to like 
get rid of some people because their contract management is absolute dog shit. So yeah. like, I don't think that's going to happen either. Like, well, they all. did just, they did just unload that massive contract of Al, Al Horford. They, um, they, they, they unloaded so they, him tonight. Yeah, they traded oh, him they, they to did that Oklahoma today. City yeah. for Danny Green okay. right before the draft. Um, okay. So they, and Danny they Green move, but... just got moved to OKC and not moved for Schroeder. Right, right. Move. So a lot of movement happening. Just real quick on the Harden situation. Yeah, man. I, I, I just think he's such a piece of crap. Like you, I, I summed it up. He's a yeah, no, giant you, piece of shit. Yeah, you forced this team to mortgage their future. They gave yeah, up right. every traffic they had two years in a row to to try and do what you wanted to, and now you want out with two years left on your contract. And it's just like a mix between the NFL and MLB free agency system and and power. I feel right. like it's better like than what the NBA is at the moment. And people just have so much power to get out of situations and it's it's kind of laughable. Well that's that's an interesting question though, because like I'm torn on that. Like I want the players to get the bag. I want them I don't want them to be like commodities because like I think that's kind of fucked up. But there is maybe I mean, maybe you exactly have a point and like yeah, but like I don't think that's right. Like they are people, man. Like you know, like they, they should have, you know, willpower to make decisions based on their own career. But I do think you are onto something that maybe they have a little too much power. There is probably a nice middle ground in there somewhere. I don't know. It's just an interesting, you know, the way thing. today's I think about NBA works, they, they just go like, oh, hey, I want fucking out. And they're not going to play until you trade them. Like, right. They have that power in the NBA. And those yeah. are guaranteed contracts. So you're not missing anything in those. Right. I mean, I would, right. I mean, you're not, if you're not playing, you're not getting that guaranteed money. But, uh, you know, you have that security that the NFL players don't. So, so I think something like a mix between NFL and MLB would be interesting because right. it, it would kind of give them, you know, the, the it would give each side kind of a fair shot at free agency, player movement, uh, while also not disheartening your fan base. I mean, right. You just there's nothing there, but I mean James Harden has proved he has been a six man of the year before in the past with Oklahoma City with Russell Westbrook and Durant, so it could work, but he has to want it to work. I mean he has to make the change there exactly, and it's a change he hasn't made yet. So um, other than that, I mean a bunch of trades. Uh, Dennis Schroeder uh, is traded to the Lakers. Uh, Drew Holiday goes to the Bucks. Um, Chris, Chris Paul, Paul goes to the Suns, so a lot of movement before the uh, the draft today. Yeah, a couple and people how... moving twice too. Danny Green moved to OKC, and then we mentioned earlier got dealt again. Uh, Ricky Rubio's gone twice. He went in the Chris Paul trade, and he also got dealt on draft night tonight. So I mean, there's been all like you said a ton of relocation in the last few days. Yeah, and how how about that draft? Oh, why don't you uh, update me on the draft? Because I know you were following it pretty closely today, judging by our uh, Twitter account. Yeah, I'm sure everyone who knows me personally knows I get my dick out for the draft. <laughs> my draft may be. Big draft guy. I'll just run you through the top 10 real quick. Yeah, that's all I'm really interested in, because that's like really all that matters. Got any questions off of that, I, I can hopefully answer them for you, but... At the top of the draft, we got the Timberwolves. There's a little controversy on who they may select. Number one in the weeks leading up to the draft. That ended up being Anthony Edwards, guard out of Georgia, who I expect them to get, and I think he's going to fit in nicely there with Booker and Towns. 
Uh, Golden State, there's some bad news today for them. Clay Thompson got hurt in a private workout. They don't know how long he's going to be out, but he was going to checked out before the draft started tonight, and they drafted James Weissman, center out of Memphis. He was part of that scandal at Memphis with Penny Hardaway and paying recruits and all that shit. So right. only, I want to say like seven games at Memphis. But he's a lot of people thought he was going to be the number one pick without a doubt at the top of the at the start of the season and for the Warriors to get him. And I mean, they're the Warriors. That's a steal. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too, because I think right before the draft, Clay announced a leg injury. And so it was kind of up in the air as to that might derail their plans or not. So we'll see. I put that on the Twitter today uh, at stone pod Lamella ball. I thought could have been on the radar for the Warriors after that Clay Thompson injury, maybe plug him in and play him for a year and then potentially move him if Clay Tom- the next season, if Clay was back. But that didn't happen. He slipped to the third pick, and Michael Jordan was able to s- scoop him up for the Hornets at number three. So we're going to – I hope we get some banter between Michael Jordan and LeVar Ball. Maybe we get well, that you know, one-on-one. Maybe we get on – Exactly. Game. Maybe we get that one-on-one <laughs> game, maybe even a little horse. <laughs> That'd be great. You it know, would be LeVar awesome. would never do it. LeVar it would, would never so, do it. It would be so lit, though. You know MJ would be down to go out there. Yeah, of course. For of five course. minutes. I mean, he would probably just look at him and be like, are, are you, you fucking kidding, kidding me? me? I yeah. can't even <laughs> lift my hand. Are you for fucking real? So What's up with you, man? Yeah. <laughs> and that's with me taking a couple of years off to try and play yeah. baseball. Go to right. Tim Tebow before Tim Tebow. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Don't get me started on fucking Tim Tebow. You mean, <laughs> you mean copy Deion Sanders? <laughs> Deion well, Sanders no, was Deion did it more successfully. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, okay, all right, that's fair. Yeah, Tebow fair. is in minor leagues, and so was fucking yeah. Michael. Yeah. yeah, but remember when he hit two bombs in, like, his second spring training game, and everyone was like, oh, shit, Tebow's coming to the fucking majors. And then, <laughs> that was, what, four years ago? <laughs> Yeah, but it's also the Mets organization. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. So he could be an all-star prospect. There you go. Oh, hey, we almost. talked about not Stop. having anyone to trade for Lindor. You got fucking Tebow, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Trade him He's not coming, Timmy. dude. He's not coming. He's not coming to the Mets. It's ridiculous. It's such a stupid rumor. Watch me get proven wrong. Let's hope. Anyway, back sake. to the NBA. That's yeah. derailment there. Jesus. <laughs> All right. We'll pick up with the fourth pick. That was Patrick Williams, Ford out of Florida State. People don't really know. He's one of those guys that always seems to come out of Florida State. We had it with Jonathan Isaac a couple years ago with the high, high ceiling, low floor because they, They've got great potential, but their basketball fundamentals just aren't really there. Look at Double using industry terms. I'm so proud of my boy. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. I told you, I got my fucking dick out for the draft. <laughs> I feel like no one's fundamentals are there, though, with this system, dude. Like, go to college and get some tutelage under these awesome coaches if you're going to go. Oh, my God. If you're God. not going to go, go straight out nah. of high school. Like, nah. that's. That's well, oh, well, I would love to go. I would love if they brought. And Meech is better. dropping words like tutelage. I'm so proud of my boys right now. You guys are just you're on fire right now. <laughs> I want to go too far. <laughs> I want to go too far with your mom. All right, double. What's the next one? Ohio. Uh, Isaac Okoro. Not uh, he actually. He went to Ohio. He went to Cleveland. Cavaliers <laughs> picked up Isaac Okoro. Look at that fucking transition. Holy shit! Seamless. You're welcome. As Kikora forward for Auburn, he had 13 points per game, was named to the second team All-SEC as a freshman. He, I, One of the guys I liked coming out of the draft the most. 
All right, this one's going to be fucking tough. I've been looking at it all night. <laughs> Onyeka Okongwu, center out of USC. He went to the Hawks. There was a little bit of rumors. I haven't checked it since we've been on since we've been recording. But right before we started recording, there was some chatter that the Celtics may have been interested in trading for either him or Clint Capella for the Hawks. Uh, need a big man. So I'd be all right with that. Uh, after that, we've got Killian Hayes, the first international player off the board, point guard from France. I mean, I don't count Lamella Ball as fucking international. Uh, Killian Hayes, 19, point guard, France, went to Detroit. Derrick Rose had a good season there last year, but uh, he's aging. And the new Pistons GM, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, he's made a focus on injecting youth into this roster, and hopefully Hayes does that. After that, we've got my favorite player in the draft, OB Toppin, power forward, Dayton player of the year last year. The Knicks pick him up here at number nine, and I, I got a hope for New York's sake. I don't. I hope they got a superstar here for sure. I mean, you hate to see him whiff over and over again, but like most New York teams, they're just not great. Hey uh, now, um... hey now, <laughs> let's relax. <laughs> just taking shots at birdie this yeah this i'm podcast, fucking getting but... dragged this week and you can't do an <laughs> intro for me that's like hey i love you man like i did for you last week fucking asshole i love you bro uh thanks man. but obi Toppin. speaking i uh, just Ain't just no saying stopping. like since since the uh the tourney was cut short this year uh he's one of the few names that i recognize because he was in the tourney last year and so it's kind of it was it was good to see that because I don't follow basketball a ton, but I usually hear names in the tourney, right? So, you know, last year you had John Morant, for example. You knew he was a big deal. So it's like you follow these names in the tournament. We actually saw one come to fruition right now with Obi Toppin. It was a name I knew, and I think a lot of people were in that boat. They were just happy to see someone's name they knew other than the ball brother, of course. Yeah, that's fair. This draft didn't have a lot of huge names, household names that the last few had. But yeah, Obi Toppin, I like that pick by the Knicks, and I hope he works out. He's... I doubt it. The Knicks are like arguably the worst run organization And he also plays... Sports absolutely zero defense so that i mean i'm not not disrespecting him i'm just saying like the knicks are like in my opinion like probably the worst run professional sports organization like in america like i can't think of one worse can you i really can't washington they're up there they're up there but are they really worse than the knicks like look at like all the shit like the knicks have technically had why you know know and still fucked up after our fucking jersey list on Sunday's show, we might have to make a worst professional sports worst worst run professional sports organization. Yeah. List. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. let's let's make a list of okay, we could either do that or we could do like one where it's like are there any sports organizations? Let me just ask you this now. Are there any sports organizations in America that you think you could actually run better than they're being run? I mean, I think most most of the country thinks they could do a better job in certain hot spots. Uh, the Bengals, example. Right. I mean, they, they're bad. Washington uh-huh. Football Club. I mean, give me a break. Uh, and then the Knicks, I think, are all up there every year on on some of the worst yeah. run organizations. Yeah. What about the Jets? How well run is like water polo? I don't. I might be able to run that pretty well. <laughs> I don't know shit about water polo. I don't know shit about water polo. Big either, water polo. Does anybody? Guy in the Olympic season coming up. 
Yeah. Uh, after the NBA season, actually, we'll we'll talk all about it. Big Olympic guy here. More of a Winter Games guy, but me too. Uh, big Olympic Winter guy. Games are the me best. Me too. Yeah, Winter Olympics, like they destroy the Summer Olympics, but the Summer Olympics are still dope. So yeah, we're yeah, definitely just be not talking as about cool. That. Like snowcross, dude. Oh my god, that's like <laughs> that's like that's like our childhood. I feel like snowcross is so at oh so epic. and dude. Like I remember, I heard one time. Sorry, we're getting derailed here, but I gotta share this with you. I heard one time somewhere probably like top gear or something like um what's the one where they ski and then shoot the gun what's that one called oh, it's the bi the bi biathlon? is it the biathlon i thought it was the biathlon I but the i didn't biathlon. want to sound like an idiot i sound like an idiot already anyway so it doesn't matter but um yeah, yeah I, I heard one time that they by decaf by deca de, decaf you definitely Something. didn't say that right um <laughs> nah i heard somewhere if you were in that... any danger of sounding like an idiot double just saved you there <laughs> yeah thanks dubs yeah no back, i heard boy. i heard um that like when they stop to shoot the gun they actually have to time the shot with their heart rate because like it'll throw off their aim i don't i mean I, you know people are probably like, i don't give a fuck but to me that's like whoa that's fucking crazy anyway I mean, i'm sure there's it definitely plenty makes of you people respect them more as athletes i feel like yeah yeah because it i like, don't know there's looks... people that can shoot guns out of moving cars and hit people. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Right, but not with not with that precision aim. I mean, they, they're they hitting die. Did they die? <laughs> 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 Do you, are, you, are you reporting a murder? <laughs> There's been a murder. A murder. There's been a murder. Murder. Purple bagalalalam. The purple bagalalalam. Yeah, for the people out there listening, if you ever, if you ever want a good laugh, ask a Scottish person to say "purple burglar alarm." It's fucking hilarious. Any, any other stuff with the draft dubs? Uh, the tenth pick was the Wizards. They got the the Holy Grail, Dani Avdaja, small forward out of Israel. I made that nickname up. I think it's pretty good. <laughs> uh when josh rosen was the starting quarterback for the cardinals i named my team the shalomi homies after i picked them up the chosen really rosen hoping... yeah well i mean we all know what i have a crush on josh rosen i would love to see him as the backup of the eagles i still think he's got it and then i got one one more thing for the draft and that's yeah. a complaint okay what's the complaint the celtics had three first round picks and gordon hayward to move and granted, the Hayward situation was a little murky on draft night. I don't think they technically could have traded him on draft night, but they had weeks before. They did fucking nothing, right? I sent I sent out a tweet today from the Stone Sport Stone Sports Podcast Twitter account, just saying, please fucking trade, please trade up. Oh yeah, Dude, I saw that shit. I would have been happy. Just trade up. Oh, it's and funny. They it's funny because about two years ago i feel like danny Ainge was talked about as the best gm and i feel like it's just been a, a gradual descent the last shut few the years. fuck up do not do, do not be smirch <laughs> that man's name <laughs> i mean right. i'm just saying i mean you you hit them up today to try and make a move for him and you have the greatest gm so you would think he would do that i didn't say greatest i said do not be smirch that man's name i didn't say the greatest all right guys listen we've agreed but, all we've agreed all show I want one more one more point in here, Birdie. I was leading up to it before Meech interrupted me. Yeah, go for it. Floor is yours, <laughs> Dubs. Floor is yours. Celtics did, however, at pick 14, get the best shooter in the draft. That was Aaron Neesmith, guard out of Vandy. He shot 52.1 from three-point percent or from the three-point line last year in college. And you know me. I love shooters. 
not the active shooter kind, <laughs> not the gay space kind, but the Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen kind, and that's Neesmith, 52.1. All right. Well, you agreed for most of the show. It got a little contentious there at the end, but that must be the weed wearing off. So next show. I need to reapply the high. Yeah, please do. So uh, next show on Sunday, we're going to do the jersey ranking. So um, everyone get ready for that. We're probably going to – it's going to be a, a raucous time. And I that's, meant to do it this week, but uh, just too much to talk about. Yeah, man. we can't control the news. So My dick uh, was too out for the draft for it to be out for the jerseys. <laughs> I'm going to come ready to play on Sunday, and you guys are going to get absolutely dismantled. Uh, we'll fucking see about that. I'm going to put on a technician. A, a what? I'm going to be a technician. <laughs> With my you want to try that one again? <laughs> with my jersey pick. Maybe the like weed isn't wearing off. Maybe the weed isn't wearing off. All right. Well, that's no, that's gonna, the issue. That's gonna do it for us this week on, uh, or at least this episode on Stone Sports. Thanks for listening. Follow us on all social media. That's YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and what's the other one? Instagram. That's the one. I'm an old man. It's all Stone Sports Podcast. Anything else you want to say, boys, before we go? All episodes will be posted at 8 a.m. on Tuesdays and Fridays. Meech, any last words for the citizens of the world? Nah, man, I'm good. All right. We're out of here. Say goodbye, boys. Peace. Peace.